Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I'm going to help you understand yourself better, improve your relationships, and connect with your creator. My guests share personal stories and wisdom, and in 2023, we're focusing on mental health from a Christian perspective. Let's get started. Welcome to One Moment Wiser. This is Christy Bridges, and I have a special guest today, probably one of my favorite guests um, that just keeps coming back because I just keep asking her. So my friend Stacy Mitchell and I have both been through um, some traumatic things in our lives. And as the years have moved on, we've, you know, spent time in recovery, right? We've spent time seeking good counsel and seeking God and letting him heal us. But the funny thing we've noticed is as we go through the different stages of life, as we go through different relationships, different situations, we can see little bits of trauma peeking its head out and messing with our responses, messing with our, um, you know, just different aspects of our lives. And I had a, a psychologist friend tell me trauma gets in there kind of like a computer virus, one of those worms that infects all the different files, you know, and, and so it'll twist little things all over the place inside of our minds and actually inside of our bodies too. Um, our bodies respond to things differently. Sometimes with trauma, we um, develop illnesses where perhaps our, our chemistry has been thrown off because of being in a state of hypervigilance, you know, it's going to happen again, or being in a state of, of I'm going to hold myself tight and self-protect, um, or being in that state of nervous, I need to do something to calm this down. So I add things to my body that, that don't need to go there. Um, so trauma has this physical and relational and even you know, job oriented, just every little part of our lives. It has these, these effects on all these features. So Stacy and I were talking one day and about how we've each gone back to counseling a few times during our experience, because as we become more aware, there's a virus in here. Oh, we got to fix that file. We go and we seek help. And we've talked about the fact that God does change people, which is so beautiful. At times when we thought we would always be this way, this is just who I am. We can look back now and go, man, God does amazing work. So that's why I invited Stacy today. And I want you to join us because, you know, I think every one of us has been through something that has shocked our sense of trust or shocked our sense of what's right and wrong and this shouldn't be happening to me or something that's made us feel helpless. And those are the kinds of things that create this trauma response. So Stacy, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> thank you for having me. I, I do want to further that analogy just a tiny bit. Uh -huh. um, if we liken our um, trauma to a virus, right? Um, 
I can go with that. But follow me here. Mm -hmm. If I have a virus and my body has figured out how to kill it, yeah. praise God, you can make a vaccine from the virus or my trauma that we can give to other people so that they can be better at killing that virus when, when it attacks them. So I don't see a downside. Of course, when you're going through, nobody loves bad stuff when they're going through it, right? right. But once you are going through it and once you've been through it and you realize I have something, I'm sorry, did not mean to be emotional this early in this broadcast. <laughs> but when I realize that I have something that can release someone else, I no longer feel helpless. I feel helpful. Yes. I feel hopeful. I feel like I have purpose. Um, what I have not told you, because it just happened yesterday, is that I signed up to be a um, an advocate for a pregnancy center here locally in, in Ohio. And um, I, I will be helping, hopefully helping other women who, um, are trying to figure out what to how to handle a an, an unplanned pregnancy. We have lots of options, um, but because of what I've been through in my yes. lifetime, because of, um, and I don't mean for this to be triggering to anyone, but I'm just going to say it in one fell swoop so that it's out there, right? right. Um, several sexual assaults, a pregnancy resulting in an abortion, a sexual assault, ending in a pregnancy that ended in a live birth. And I raised him. He's 25 years old. He's wonderful. <laughs> he is wonderful. Hi, Avery, if you see this. Um, having been run the gamut of all of that, when I go to talk to a woman about an unplanned pregnancy, I am not just speaking from what I heard. I'm not speaking from what someone else said or what I read from a book. I know how the Holy Ghost guided me through that. And I feel like with the trauma that I've been through, there is a vaccine. And I have a little bit of that virus, dead virus, praise God, because he killed me. There's a tiny bit of that dead virus there that I can help someone. Hey, you know what? I know what it's like to be in this place that you're in. And this is what we're gonna do I'm, I'm going to help you make decisions to get through it. Will they make the same decision that I would make? Probably, probably not. Who knows? But it's my job to give them the vaccine. As as my director said um, yesterday, as I was talking with her, she said, we're just going to peel back one layer of the onion today. And sometimes that's all they need is help starting to peel back the onion. Sometimes you just need that tiny bit of vaccine so that you can fight on your own. Sometimes you need to know um, just how to handle the, the symptoms when you get the infection, right? But you have to know that there's an end, that God has a good end for you, not just any end, but God has a good end through the end of this trauma. And if I may say this as well, and I'm, I'm really just going by what the Holy Spirit is telling me, Whew, Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you. He says to remind his daughters that it's not your fault. It's not 
even when even when it's your fault it's not your fault there's been an enemy at play for a very long time that is making sure that all these things come across your path to kind of guide you into making some bad choices sometimes god forgives um he delivers and he sets free so no matter what trauma we've been through i can honestly say from my own experience that god can hold you accountable for your part, offer you grace and mercy, heal you and allow you to move forward. So even when you do find yourself in a situation where trauma has attacked you, you've gotten this infection, there is an end. And God's intent is for that end to be a blessing for you. Mm. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I love no. <laughs> Great. Um, I love that he does that. He, so I'm going to, I'm going to rewind and bring forth a few of the things that you mentioned. Uh, number one, the enemy, and, and we have one, right? If you believe that there is a good God, then you have to logically look around and believe there is a bad somebody else, right? So um, in Christianity, we believe that there is a good God who created this place to be wonderful and created us for companionship with him. And he loved this wonderful place and this companionship and said, this is good. But at the same time, he gave us the power to choose him because that's what love is. We choose right. um, or the power to choose away from him. And, and we chose away because there is someone who fights God, right? We call him the devil. And he has the power to just talk to us, right? To just, just give us little uh, ideas and, and the things like you said in our path that lead us sometimes into some really scary, traumatic situations. Yes. Um, and it's not, it's no more our fault than it is for a little kid playing in the mud because little kids like to play in the mud. Yeah. Um, Right. You play in the mud. Sometimes you get ringworm. Right. You remember seeing that as a kid. But um, that's just the consequence for being sometimes in, in places. We're still little kids in an eternal view. Yes. And God gets that. Now, he it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility mm -hmm. because we can remain trapped forever in the control of someone who hurt us. Mm -hmm. If we don't take responsibility, but if we take responsibility, say, Lord, heal me, make me more aware, guide me, teach me how to, how to live differently. Teach me how to let go of this, how to forgive. Boy, Jesus is the number one mentor when it comes to learning how to forgive. Right. So I love that you, you brought up this point. I, I'd like to ask you though, because it's such a special thing to me and I want people to know about it. Would you mind sharing why your son is alive? Oh, okay. Um, golly gee. So all of the things that have been. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the things that I'm, I'm most impressed about with God and with the supernatural in general is that how so many things seem to conspire to bring you to a particular point. Yes. So, um, uh, 
found myself pregnant. I, 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 I won't even go into the specific details because it's really not relevant. And if, and again, if my son sees this, there are only certain things that I think his little heart can handle. So I, I know what he knows. So I'll speak to what I know he knows. Absolutely. Um, so I found myself pregnant and um, I whew, did not, I was, I was still in college, not ready. So I looked in the phone. This was back in the day, everybody. I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> when we used to have these big books called phone books. Let your fingers do the walking in the yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's, uh, I have the yellow pages in front of me and I'm looking up abortion because that's what I intended to do was just have an abortion. Nobody ever has to know, right? Okay. So um, I am crying. I need glasses and I'm not wearing them. I look up abortions. I think I call a center. They said, we can give you a test. I said, I think I'm pregnant. I want to have an abortion. And they said, you know, um, we got to do a test first. Have you done a test? No. Well, you need to come in and do a test. We can even pick you up. I thought, well, that's awesome. Yeah. You pick me up. Wow. That's cool. So she picks me up after school. So I'm at in college and I get in the front seat of the car and there are two adorable little girls in the back. I'm immediately angry because the last thing I wanted to see was a kid. Right. So I go to this center, make me fill out this paperwork and I have got to go. Right. Like, you know, you've got to, you know what a pregnancy test entails. You got to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, can we just do this first? And then I can do that. Nope. You got to do the paperwork first. Okay, fine. All these questions. There are two questions at the end. The first question, the, the next to the last question was, um, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, that's weird. Um, why? But okay, yes, I have. Last question. Do you know what God says about unborn babies in the book of Job? When he talks about, I, 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 I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I'm like, this is a strange questionnaire for an abortion clinic. But yes, now can I go? Yes, you can. So we're we, we're not allowed to actually uh, uh, do the test for you. So I have to give you the test and let you read the directions and, and you put the drops on the. And I go, oh, pain. So I do it. I come out from the bathroom. Four minutes, right? Four minute test. In the four minutes that I'm waiting, the longest four minutes of my life, um, they explain to me that we're not the abortion clinic. We're the abortion alternatives clinic. The abortion mm. is across the street. And I go, but I called abortions and that she said, no, you called abortion alternatives. Yeah. We're right next to each other in the phone book. And our phone numbers are two digits away from each other. So if you uh -huh. transpose the number, you could very well call us, which is the, the, the plan. That was the design. And I go, you have got to be kidding me. I'm still going to do this. These very sweet old Catholic ladies. I shouldn't say old because I think I'm the same age they are. <laughs> <laughs> but they were older, uh, very sweet Catholic ladies, um, sat me in that office for two hours and talked to me about what God believes with the unborn baby, that how, how God will make a way, um, that things may be hard in the beginning, but they would do everything they could to support me. Um, that just they told me what the I I talked about my health problems and they said you know having a baby can fix these problems. I'm like this is crazy like this is nuts so toward the end of this time frame it's right around seven 
and she opens up a closet, this, this beautiful chiffero, right? Like you expect to be to be transported to Narnia when you walk into this big thing, right? <laughs> so she opens this thing up and she pulls out this beautiful green taffeta dress with uh, the white little doily thing on it and a giant red bow. My favorite color is green. I knew by the numbers that they gave me that I was going to have a baby around Christmas. Now, this was probably big enough for a toddler, so that didn't really matter. But God knew that that was the moment. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, oh, and I'm almost there, 90% there. And they said, well, let's just talk about your options, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many other things you can do besides have an abortion. Um, no, no judgment. Because again, I had an abortion when I was 18. So I'm, I'm not judging anybody. But they wanted me to know there were other options. One of the options she mentioned um, was uh, adoption. I immediately got an attitude, like immediately yeah. said, you want me to carry this baby with this stigma and all this stuff in my church family and then give the baby away? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll just keep it. That was the flippant answer that made me keep my son. That was it. <laughs> all the talking, all the, this is what's going to happen to your body. The free clothes will help you find a place. None of that mattered until they said, have the baby and give it. Now, I am grateful. I am incredibly grateful for people who have had their babies and given them up for adoption. Because that gives women who have not had the opportunity to have children, to have children. Right. right? And, and I genuinely believe that those babies are here because God wants them here. The seed, God plants the seed. It's not just the act. It's God planting a seed, right? So if he planted the seed, he wanted the child here. Yeah. Here's my, I don't know if it's thinking, thinking or not, but here was my thought process. If you say this child is here because God wants the child here and the child is blessed, then chances are whoever is raising this child is going to be blessed. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, right? So, okay, so we're good. So that's why he's here. He's here because there is a blessing that is on the life of, of every, everybody has a blessing on their life, right? There's right. a blessing on a newborn child. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of that blessing to walk my, I, at that moment, I saw him growing. I saw him becoming, he is as awesome as my son is. He, as much as awesome in my brain that I want him to be, he's so much better than, than I, I keep forgetting, Christy, you, you met my son. You were, you were at my house and we were hanging out with my, you know, my son's crazy. Your but, son um, is fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't imagine a bigger blessing. He is such a great kid and he's not, uh, it was, it took, it was hard for him to hear that I was assaulted. Oh yeah. He loves his mama. He would protect you. And the first thing he said, army. yes, he would. Yeah. The first thing he said to me when he found after he cried, because he was already in tears about something else. And it kind of came out in the conversation again. I don't want to divulge someone else. It was else's an emotional day. Yeah, it was. And he said, uh, I, he looked up at me after crying and I just, my son's love language is touch. So I knew I needed to keep embracing him until he was ready to not be embraced. Mm -hmm. I just needed him to know he was not alone and that he was loved. Yeah. And I tried my whole life to make sure that he knew that. 
right? Like he knew that um, even when he found out that he wasn't a mistake. Right. So the first thing he did when he looked up at me was to say, mom, I'm so sorry that he did that to you. And I, sweetie, you don't owe me an apology for this at all. This is, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. And then he says, thank you for keeping me. I say that someone is listening and I know that you may have had a child and chosen another direction. That's okay. It's okay. Adoption, even if you aborted, because again, I am honest, I, I, I aborted once. Um, put a child up for adoption, chose not to have it, whatever you did, at this point in the game, it's okay. It's okay. Your child is whole. Whether your child is on this side of heaven or the other side of heaven, your child is whole. Um, you are. You can be whole if you are not already. You can be whole. So that God can come and um, and heal what's broken in you. And the sad part, I don't know if it's sad or not, because God has been turning my whole world upside down really recently about this whole trauma thing. It's funny you mentioned you wanted to talk about this today because girl, I've been through some stuff. So he's starting to show me that my trauma really was a vehicle for him to be able to bless other people. Yeah. I would like to say, you know, oh no, woe is me, but I wasn't exactly Mary out here, a virgin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't exactly, you know, perfect, but I'm, I'm so grateful that he saw fit to use me. I'm so grateful that he um, has made my ears perked up to hear him so that I know how to handle these situations. I remember the night I was sitting on my couch and the Holy Spirit said, it's time for you to go back and minister to other women. And I was like, you meant to tell somebody else this. You meant to, <laughs> nope. you meant to tell Christy. You know, she's all married and happy and, you know, <laughs> You meant to call somebody like her. You did not mean to call me, right? And I do get called Miss Perfect sometimes, but it's usually <laughs> not in uh, <laughs> honesty. <laughs> and I, you know, but the thing about you, Christy, is no matter what you've been through, um, your I, I admit your personality struck me when we first met. We've talked about this before. Yeah, you're just always happy. Just oh, how are you always happy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens. But even even with that, there is um what's that song by um Smokey Robinson? Tears Ooh. of a Clown. Oh yeah. Not that you're a clown though, but <laughs> behind that smile, you're not a clown, but behind that smile, um, there were tears or tracks of tears. Maybe that's oh, the song. Yeah. Tracks of my tears, that's it. Tracks of my tears, that's the song I'm thinking of. Um there are tracks behind that smile. Now, most people don't look deep enough to see them or they ignore them or they misunderstand them, mm. but they're there and we all have them. Yes. Um, I, I will tell you, we talked about trauma, but what I think is also super important at this point, when you talk about trauma, you have to also talk about triggers. Mm -hmm. um, 
and these triggers are are things that will happen to activate, like you said, that that virus will start to twist in all these different places. Yeah. That that trigger is something that activates that trauma. You may think that it's like shingles for somebody who had um uh, chicken pox. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that come. Oh wow. The virus is still inside you. It's oh, creeping. And you're like, oh, you're just, that's just creepy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. That trigger will come along. And, and this happened to me over the holidays. Um, there was something that happened when I was very young. I was three. Mm -hmm. And something else happened this past year that triggered that event and I didn't know it. Ooh. So I had gotten to where I was feeling very sad, but on the other hand, I knew that my sadness didn't make logical sense, mm -hmm. but I could not make my rational side and my emotional side coincide. I told my therapist, I don't know why I can't make them work. I just know that I have to get through the holidays and I don't know how. I Sorry, that's my dog. Oh, that's all right. I got a dog in here snoring. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Mine is just barking for some unknown reason. But um, I really don't know why he's barking. Anyway, um, because someone needs to hear this. That's why he's barking. Yep. So you but had to get through the holidays. I had to get through the holidays. And I told my therapist, and he, says, he goes, okay, all right. So when did you first have this feeling? Can, how far back do you remember feeling like this? Mm -hmm. And I explained the situation and he said, how old were you? I said, I was three. And his, my therapist has a, um, his face is full of tells. Like ah. he's going to be a, he's a bad poker player, I'm sure. <laughs> Every time he comes to a realization, I can see it on his face. Yeah. And I saw his face go. And I go, okay, so what just happened? What, what are we doing? And he said, when you're three, you don't know the difference between impermanence and permanence. Right. And they go, okay. At three, you didn't realize the situation was going to pass. It felt like forever. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah. He goes, so that trigger from that three-year-old got activated? Life, you're three years old again. Right. And you can't access the logic of the 50-year-old woman. Right. And I go, oh. He says, when this happens again, which I think is a beautiful thing to say, because and we stop there. Mm -hmm. He said, when this happens again, it's going to happen again. In real life, we know we live in a universe that just cycles everything, right? Right. Spiritually, we know that um, the enemy doesn't ever come just once. He doesn't just tap once. He's going to oh, keep yeah. He's going to get, but just like Jesus keeps knocking at the door, right? So mm -hmm. we know this is going to come back again. So yeah. he says, the next time this happens, you have to have the forethought to be able to say, I am okay. This will pass. And keep saying that to yourself. And if you can't remember how to make that connection, you need to make a list of people that you can call that can talk you through this. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, I can't tell anybody. Oh, God, I can't tell anybody about this. You, you got to be kidding me. And my therapist is probably in the four years that I've been seeing him, maybe has told me, maybe three things that I had to do. Like he just told me I had to do something. This mm -hmm. was one of them. You must tell those people. And you, uh, 
you you have to to let them know what happened and that you need to talk to someone when this happens again. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it. I did it though. Good. <laughs> Good. That list was supposed to be at least five people, and it's 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 pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> but here's once the the, we let the truth out, and we're not holding our own selves captive. Yes, it's easier to be real, and it's so comforting. It dissipates that um, that tension and that additional punishment we put on ourselves. I'm going to pause for a second and just say, we are going to continue this. We're going to keep it going because this is so good. Um, so um, just wanted to share briefly, though, something that, that you keep making me think of um, again and again, that verse in 2 Corinthians 1 that says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles, all our troubles, so we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Mm, praise God for that. That's all we have time for today. If you're enjoying this interview, please share it with your friends and join us next week as we continue. Meanwhile, join me for two-minute daily devotional videos Monday through Friday at OneMomentWiser.com. That's the digit one, MomentWiser.com or on social media at OneMomentWiser. God bless you.